Welcome to AFK Chat. We're back for our, well, I guess our first real episode. Uh, our last one was our introduction, but this is when we're going to be getting into the, some of the news. And today we're going to be looking at the Xbox Developers Direct, James. And you had told me you watched it how many times? How many how many times have you watched this thing? You know, now? the other day I told you, I think three or four. I have seen it about 10 times now. How do you watch this 10 times? It's like... Because it's just an I, intro okay. are you like try, like okay explain so that in, to me in all fairness i watch the developer direct just the developer direct from the xbox channel then i watched it with on the ign with podcast unlocked and then they do their thing after then i watched it with watched it before then the kind of funny X cast oh okay so you after. didn't and you then, didn't just watch the cast then over i watched over it with where there was some of the YouTubers that react during the show. So okay. they're like commenting why it's going on. So you're, you're not, you're not just rewatching the plain content. No, over no, no, no. Okay. I, Cause that's like, in my mind, I just see James like rewind, watch it over again, rewind, watch it over again. I'm like, how can you keep doing that? So you're watching other people's thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. On... I just want to hear what, what certain. Cause so I, I did not watch anybody else's have... thoughts. I only have okay. mine. So I haven't, I haven't looked at what anyone else has said or anything. I think this is maybe like the first time I've actually took notes while watching to be like actually prepared to have something to say rather than just like having it in the background while I'm at work and being like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I watched it. And I'm like, I don't even remember that game. Yeah. Like who, who, who yeah. is it? What studio? Um, so anyway, we're going to be getting into that. Uh, just some, you know, news around uh, what we're playing right now. Uh, we'll probably be streaming some of it if we can get some co-streams working. I think we might be able to do that through through uh, some of the new software we've been working with. We might be able to get that done. But uh, we're back to Escape from Tarkov. <laughs> I don't know Because why. it's the only game my computer will run at the moment. That and the funny true, part about it is, is it was the game that started the problem. Yeah. Like, no, all I, my yeah, crashes was... started in that game. And now all of a sudden it's the only one that'll run. That is but we're having fun. It having is fun. interesting. We, we are, I mean, you're having fun. I'm getting frustrated. Already? I'm just not good at the game. Well, we haven't played in a while. That's true. And I have, well, we looked at it today. Would I have like 300 hours extra on you? Yeah, and I think we also figured out that I am just better at sniping in games. I'm not like God's gift to Earth by any means, but when we play, if you can kind of run and gun and I can snipe and cover you, when we get into that rhythm, we are a pretty good duo. But if we both try to run and gun or we both try to snipe, it's just absolute disaster. Yeah, and at the beginning right now, we don't have. There's not a lot unlocked, like as far as it is long range weapons and the way they changed a lot of it up to kind of I think force the close combat action of it i kind of feel like they're so if you haven't played in a while and we're going to get into the direct but like this is one of the one of the hot games right now i think with especially with these changes that they've made um they now have uh a special i guess it's not special but they have a level or whatever you want to call it i don't know what they call them but they have a level now that you can go raid that you can go into um that is only for levels one to fifteen or one ground to zero, 20. Right? Ground that, zero, ground yeah, zero. called ground zero. It's it, it's it's like streets. It's built off of um, the streets raid, 
and it's very small. It's very condensed. It's 10, nine to 10 players max. Um, very new player friendly esque. Yeah. As in, it's not huge. The extracts are pretty easy to find. They're always the same kind of, it's like, you're going one, you're going North or you're going South. Like, when you spawn in, you got to figure out which direction we have the directions yet. Cause we might be going East and West. No, I it's North and South. I'm, I'm positive. It's North and South. And I am 100% positive. When we pull the I'm compass not, out, it'll be North I'm not hundred percent certain. I am. But... I am. Um, but that's my, my direction in game. I know I'm, I could, I'm thinking like the developers and I know this was how they built that. Um, but it's and it doesn't add and it adds in some of the uh newer features of the game too like the uh smoke extract or the flare yeah. extract which we haven't done yet but you have to launch a green flare to extract there um they also have the scav extract which i don't think anyone's ever going to ever do like you're going to team up with a scav and both extract out of there no you're going to shoot them in the face and you're going to move on yeah i, I like, don't know i don't understand that cuz you got a voice you got a voice chat someone to convince each other to go like it just seems well i think if it was something that they did like with um reputation like you know like the scav rep that you have and you got your mm. scav rep high enough to where you can befriend a scav and then take them to the extract with you Oh yeah, yeah. Rather than rather than like in the game, like so you could take one of the AI scavs out and not wait for a player scav to do sense. it. Yeah. Um so I think like that would be kind of cool. But again, they shut down a lot of the ammo in the beginning of the game, simplified that for I think beginner players. They gave them a map that allows you to play and learn the game. I think 15 levels is is a good learning curve for the game because yeah. that's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hours to get to level 15 um and you're pretty evenly geared i don't think i've walked up against an opponent in there now that i've been like oh my god you just completely out gear me uh and the fights have been long we've put in some battles where you're you're plinking back and forth and it's not you have time to heal um and then the sound i think by far is much better I don't think the proximity sound is very good yet. Like I can't tell how far somebody is. And that just might be me getting used to the, the way they reworked the headsets. And it's probably hard with the headsets, right? Like you're not just trying to get proximity sound for the game. You have to get proximity sound specifically for each pair of headsets that you might wear or without the headset. Yeah. And I feel like uh, the couple of times I've gone in without a headset, I had a better, it, it felt more natural but I don't like to go in without the headset because I feel like the headsets block so much ambient noise that it makes it worthwhile to uh, have them on. So anyway, um, you can check that out. You'll probably see, I think James might be able to, I guarantee James will be able to, when we start recording, pull some uh, shorts out of that. That will be great. Um, Twice. I will tell you, I am proud of us. We've been gone a long time and we made it through seven or eight raids and neither yeah. one of us has killed each other yet <laughs> that's probably it's been close most, that's we have i have almost tried to blow your head off a couple uh, times there's been a couple times where it's been close but we haven't actually pulled the trigger and the one time i didn't pull the trigger it got me killed and then you killed because i had to question it for a second but um yeah so 
moving right along that's the games that we're playing not a lot of news i don't i don't think there was a lot that uh was groundbreaking so we don't have a lot for the first segment to get you up to speed on anything no. that's going on uh, because i think all the news that we cared about came out in the uh xbox developers direct so let's get in to that what were your overall feelings of the direct like not any game specifics but like overall what you saw i liked it i think that they absolutely nailed it you know they really went into uh they they basically laid out exactly what they were going to do and they did exactly that yes there was one game surprise which i you know uh, maybe it's a good thing maybe maybe they shouldn't do it but they set an expectation they met it exactly to what they said they were going to do there was no letdown because you knew it was coming and if those games weren't for you, it's okay. I mean, Aura is not my type of game. Those um, strategy-style games is, is is not for me. But for people that like that, that, that game was perfect for them. So I don't know yeah. what you, you know. Yeah, so I think I, they I nailed mean, it. I, th- I think it was perfect. I, I give it an A. I give the de- developer direct an A+. Plus. I don't know if I'll go A+. Plus. I, think, um, I think I'll go, like, B-. Minus. B, maybe probably B plus. But why would you give it a B minus? Only because there were there's not a lot of dates. Like we don't know when they're coming. It's like March here, March that 2024. There's only one game that had a specific date, and that kind of just scares me with like where the development's at. Are we actually going to get them? Are we going to see them this year? It just leaves real speculation. I was expecting more of here's Q1, here's Q2, here's Q3. We have a date for each one of these. Um, and we didn't really get that. But the games that were in there, there's not a single one that I don't want to play. And the other thing that I really liked about it is the um, live service games, there were none. No live service games, which I am so happy about. We are actually going to get fully built ready to go developer games they're listening to us they're listening to the world to say i don't want your demo i don't want your beta i don't want your alpha i want your finished product and that just makes me so happy now Ender, i do want to i do want to throw out i i don't have any worry that these games are coming out in 2024 and the reason is they've already they've done one developer direct it was last year and every game that was on that developer direct released in 2023. So but I, I do remember games... taking money from you. Correct. That they're going to release on the dates that you said they were. So with them not having dates means that I you do can think they're all coming year. this year. They're all coming but this year. I, I think anything that has a 2024 date on it could slip to next year. I don't think I, I think all of these are definitively coming out. Having this year. built many, many pieces of software with teams when you give somebody a year-long date, it's because you are not confident you're going to hit that year. You, you, you have given someone a date of December thirty-first, twenty twenty-four, and that's why no, you're saying we may I, or may not. I think, I think the the goal. Are we going to put another bet on it? We can definitely put a bet. That all, all right, gentlemen's games one dollar, one dollar. <laughs> all four of these games, and I want it signed. Will launch. I need my signed dollar from winning last time. And then we'll, I'll have another one. It's a signed dollar bill that I. I will... mean, I did buy you a bottle of rum. It's still wrapped up, sitting in front know, of me. True, because who knew you couldn't uh, ship alcohol ship. easily across state lines? 
Um, you'd think they'd have some way of doing it. I mean, it, the but... good news is, is it's still aging for you. That's fine. Yeah. And it's going to be nice. And uh, if I ever make it out to your neck of the woods. So let's get started with the first game. And that was from Obsidian Entertainment and Avowed. So what were your thoughts around Avowed? Uh, fantasy, RPG, first person. What, 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 what do you think about this? How, how, this how entire, did you like it? This entire genre is, is for me. Uh, when it comes to television shows, when it comes to games, I don't know why, like Skyrim. Skyrim is one of the greatest games of all time. I can't get into it. It's not for me. Uh, I've tried multiple times. I've tried in VR. I've tried the remake. I've tried on every platform you can think of. It just isn't for me. So with Obsidian, I think you're going to have, it's going to be a shorter game. I think it's going to be amazing focused storytelling like they always do Outer Worlds. Uh, short game you think it's gonna be some short? stuff uh, shorter is as meaning it's not going to be 100 plus hours you know something you could probably play through in 20 to 30 hours so i think that that is the perfect setting for them the game does a look, look a little bit stiff to me with some of the combat uh but it, it looks fun it looks cool you so know i agree with you on the combat melee combat the wand combat the wand combat amazing. looks the, cool i mean the dual wanding like that that looked super cool. The sharpshooting looked very cool too. The the animations of him pulling out swept. So the combat system is 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 very unique. So it's it's um sharpshooting. So you have a, a shooter, you have um your wand combat, so spell casting, and then you have your melee combat, uh, which I think we saw a sword and shield or yeah. or a wand and a sword. You could do where wand you could and freeze sword, somebody you could and stab someone. Yeah. So I thought I I agree with you that the the melee combat was stiff, but I think the other forms of combat looked very smooth. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the art style. I, I thought that for for a game from, but it does kind of align with this Obsidian's art style, which I don't Correct. think I ever dove too far in, like Skyrim and uh, even like Fallout Las well, Vegas Skyrim, or the Skyrim's, Otherworld. Yeah. Like, it's just not my style. Skyrim was BGS, but Outer Worlds and Fallout Vegas was Obsidian. But the thing that's, that is interesting is when they first revealed the game three or four years ago, the art style looked amazing and everyone loved it, it looked more realistic then they had to change it. I'm going to tell you why I think they changed it. They are still under the Xbox studio company, which is now with Bethesda. So Obsidian Bethesda are under the same umbrella. Now there's a rumor, a strong rumor that oblivion remake is happening. And if you take avowed, which is set in the pillars of eternity, but if you took pillars of eternity and turn it into a first person game, it looks like oblivion. So I think the art style change is to not, you know, run into an issue where Xbox games is putting out a very, where they're, you know, you don't want them competing against each other. So well, I didn't think even they get, kind of bring that up of like, it's part of this world. Like they wanted to be part of that world and that environment. Well, it is, it, this game is, is part yeah. of pillars of art of eternity. They just, right. they just gave it their own. Now, when they revealed the game, I think a year ago at the Xbox conference, it, it, I mean, it was not, this is nicer. They adjusted the art style a little bit. I think this is better, but I agree with you. But the other thing that scares me, and I'm going to be honest with you. So I know this game isn't for you, but I've really dove into uh, Baldur's Gate 3. And the storytelling 
takes, you know, just last week I was saying my favorite game series is Mass Effect because of the storytelling. And Baldur's Gate 3 takes it to a whole nother level. So what scares me with something like Avowed is are they this RPG storytelling game? Are they just like with Starfield? But it just looks dated. It's things are coming out that are better, that are doing what they're doing with their level of storytelling and just making it better. Yeah. Is is Obsidian I, getting left behind too? I I mean Yes, and maybe, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't know, but I think it goes back to kind of what I was thinking in there as well as is um, from the preview that we got, I'm still confused on like player progression. How's this going to work? What's it like? They showed me a lot of fancy combat and then some dialogue. And the dialogue made me think of like Mass Effect. Like you, you choose something, you make a choice. It's going to change the environment, change the world that you're going to do. So I think you're kind of right. Like, is this something that's that much new? Are we just seeing sharpshooting with wands and a pretty world? Like, is that, is that all we're getting? Uh, And it may be, but I'll give it a shot mainly because it's on game pass. Yeah. Follow 2024. So Here's the question that I'm I'm concerned with, or not concerned, but the question that's going to be is, do you have to build such a spectacular game anymore now that you're just putting it on Game Pass and you don't have to have people go out and buy it? It's like, I already have it, so I might as well give it a try. So you're going to get those streams anyway. Like, I don't have to spend extra money to force you to go out and drop $70, $80 on a game now where I can save some money, maybe launch more games for you to play, but not at the same quality. No, I, I, I'm not worried about that anymore. And I'll tell you why is, is Game Pass is the bread and butter of the Xbox company. It is the future. Uh, a lot of these companies are going to try to hit this subscription service. You know, I saw something the other day where it's, uh, I think, uh, Game Ranks. But you make saying, your money on a subscription off of the people that don't use it. Yes, but, but the... I, I still think that game subscriptions are the future. Now, the problem is instead of just having Netflix and a, and a handful, they're all trying to do it at the same time. There's only a handful of companies out there that have the money to withstand the first two or three years of it basically not doing good. I think Ubisoft is, is going to go I think there's a path. hurdle you have Xbox, to get over too. Xbox definitely can do it. Now, the reason I say they still got to keep games up to a quality is because Redfall <laughs> disaster was awful, and people just trashed <laughs> I still on remember it. Remember when we played that? The, the guy was just hovering. <laughs> There's nothing you could do. Like I mean, it was, we, it was, so we tried to that, play that game. We, we tried. Really tried. But that proves that for first party to put out a game that sucks that bad is going to be is going to start to kill the service. You still have to have high end quality games. Not to mention, but can you over? Can you over? Uh, not I agree mention, with you. I think that Xbox is going to go down a path where they will start. I, I, I'm almost certain within the next couple of years, you will start seeing games release, re- release within a couple of weeks, maybe even a couple of months on PlayStation consoles. You can play it on Game Pass on Xbox because they don't care about the console. They care about people that still want to use a console. They care enough about it to make sure that it's there. 
but they want Game Pass on TV, on a phone. On, I mean, the phone is the future. Well, because Gaming they the want the you to buy the pass. Correct. So they want. And, and, so if and you don't want to buy the pass, you can play it on PlayStation for seventy dollars. Yeah, but I, I think I, I get where you're going with it. I understand that, but I do think that you have a a hurdle that you have to get over to. And I think we, when we'll talk about, I think we'll talk about this in another podcast. Cause I don't want to take time from the rest of the games we have here, but there's the, um, the ownership issue. Like I don't own the game or I don't have the game. Or if you take it away, I can never play the game again. So like, there's that issue that you're going to have to fight, which I think the movie world got there too. You still have the DVD release. So as long as they still give you the option but like Ubisoft came out and said, like, we want people to get used to not owning games. Like, cause we're yeah. not going to make a disc anymore. You're not going to have that option. You're only going to have digital to be able to do it. So that's a concerning thing. We can talk about that in another episode. So um, fall of 2024. We'll see then we'll have to see when they give us an actual like time frame and, uh, put some hours in and, and, and see what, what I think it'll be a fun about. enough game. I think, I think you can expect a very, just like outer worlds, outer worlds is like your space game. It's not quite Starfield or something else, but you know, it's a 20 to 30 hour experience with great dialogue, fun storytelling, decent story. I think, I think it's a game that you will have fun in if, if that genre is for you. All right, moving along. Ninja theory. Coming out with Hellblade 2, Sana's Saga. I think I said that right. Senua. Senua. Senua's Saga. I am intrigued by this game. Did you play and the I, first one? That's my I first did not play the first one. Um, I It's one of those things where when I looked at the picture, I'm like, ah, not really my kind of game. Like, I don't like the hellbound games that are normally like that or, or or like doom-esque or stuff i played them but it just it's not my thing didn't really understand the concept didn't pay any attention to it but after watching this i'm very interested in the audio that they're going to use in this game i think the audio the the visuals are stunning they were stunning in the first one i i i remember that um and I know it won a bunch of awards. It did, yeah. The first one did as well. I was actually at the Game Awards when the girl that portrays uh, Senua won the best, you know, award, whatever, the best motion Voiceover, capture. Voiceover, motion capture. Yeah, because yeah. she does all of it. She does the motion Yeah, and, and she everything. was just a dev on the team. They were just yeah. like, hey, do you want to do this? And um, So this one is uh, set in the Vikings Iceland. And she's going after the people that killed her family, her brother, or something like that. I, I'm not, I, I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah. But so it's the 10th century. Um, and they came out and said, and this is, again, another thing that I really like about them. They did come out and say it's going to be a shorter narrative. It's not going to be this super long, in-depth game that you're going to have a super time sink in. It's going to be something you can sit down, play, enjoy, have a great experience, and move on to the next game. Like, I do love that these studios are starting to acknowledge that and make games this way that aren't, you know, I don't have to play 900 hours 
to to see the end of the game or to have a good time. I don't think you need that, especially in these storytelling games that are more, I think, movie-esque. This is going to be more like watching a movie and playing a game at the same time than than like, you know, civilization. And we'll kind of get into a game like that that they have. Um, she has psychosis. Um, and they actually hired a doctor to come in and help them around like what the voices would be doing, how she would act, the motions in there, and just the general uh, portray of someone that has psychosis and is hearing voices. And the... 3d spatial audio and i don't and i didn't play the first game and i know they had voices but they did say that they were stuck with a frontal cone yeah they couldn't completely surround it because spatial audio wasn't there we didn't have that so now i am super interested and even even when they're going through it on the um the developers direct i had my um apple um ipod maxes on which have spatial audio and i wasn't paying attention to it i was doing some of the same time and it, it had me moving around <laughs> like i was like who's behind me and i was like oh it's the game like oh shit that's gonna be interesting like that i'm really interested in that along with um just the general gameplay looks very different now i'll tell you why i'm excited about the game first of all i know you didn't play the first game remember the first game ninja theory released hellblade Kind of an indie studio at the time, esque maybe a double A game, but it was a year exclusive on PlayStation. A lot of people forget that. Then it came to Xbox. Not short after that, Microsoft said, "You know what? We're buying Ninja Theory." So they purchased Ninja Theory. That's why Hellblade Two is exclusive to Xbox. So a lot of PlayStation fans very upset they don't get to play the next one. But uh, it is built on what I liked about the game. The whole concept of the original game was to bring light bring to light the the battle and the fight that is psychosis. They built a game around this, you know, disease and they wanted people to truly understand. And you can hear and you can feel the passion when these developers talk about it. That part of the game is so important to them as far as making sure people understand the psychosis. And I believe it is the same doctor that helped them with the first game is helping with the second game. And like you said, adding the spatial audio. And for those, if you don't, if you're like, oh, psychosis, they keep throwing that word. Psychosis is an abnormal condition of the mind that, that involves a loss of contact with reality. Now, yeah. I know full-on spatial audio was not implemented, but I have played probably about 80% of the first one. It got too real for me, honestly. Uh, it got to the point that I, I was struggling sleeping. It really kind of messed with me mentally that, you know, um, some emotional side. Uh, I'm, I'm sure my own personal issues that I got to deal with. But they, the game really started to mess with me. It kind of feels like a horror game a little bit too. So I stopped for a while and then I just never picked it back up. I meant to just take, you know, a short break to to pull yeah. myself away from it. And, but, but I, I am very also... excited. And then the spatial audio you talked about, I, I just want to throw this in. Adding the spatial audio to the environmental sounds as well yes. changes the game. Yeah. Like that completely. So it's not just the voices. I, going back to kind of what you said of like how it got too real. I remember, and and one of the things that I, I wrote down as like a note here of like, I don't understand how the combat system is going to work. Like you don't see that through the game. Like there's no like, click this button, hack and slash, things like that. But something that they said in there was like, we want you to feel like in the combat, you're just squeaking by. 
Oh my god, that is how the first one was. Uh, every, and that, I was and that is just the, dripping sweat. I was like, yeah. oh my god, this is the most stressful game ever. Because, but that's exactly what they want. They want, and and it's they. So you're you're dealing with this thing, you're this psychosis, and 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 everything that you have. But this character is is not a superhero where it's just no. driving through everything and going through. It's it's this girl on a journey that that is too much for her but she can't stop herself from going through it. She mm. has to accomplish this. And that's where I think for me, just watching it, even when they're talking over it, you're just watching like the scenes of like, are you winning? Like, like how, I guess not. I guess you're just making it through. So I think that's a very unique way because I always think they games try to empower you. Yeah. Like, like you, like you can just conquer them all. And it's not but, quite souls. Like, I don't want to scare people away. It's not like yeah. souls or Elden ring where you're no, like, no, no, no. just get destroyed 5,000 times and go back. No, you, they really do find this fine line of it's not overly complicated, but you just can't go in and wipe an enemy. No, no, no. And I think Every it's encounter more, is, is stressful, but I think it's, it's more like realistic. Like if I'm going into yeah. a fight, it's going to be drag out. It's going to hurt. Like, like you don't you don't go in to watch like a great example is like like you've been watching Reacher and like yeah, you've seen just the show. It, yeah. Um so like whenever Reacher gets into a fight, it's like he just destroys them. Like nothing else happens. That that's not what it's like. It hurts. You're gonna get hurt, you're gonna get beat, and she does, but she has to get up and keep moving on. So definitely excited about it. The only game with a date. And it's coming up May 21st. I mean, you know what's crazy? Everyone seems like, oh, they announced the game. It's ready to go. No, they did. Listen, Hellblade was announced as the opening game when the Xbox Series X was announced at the Game Awards. Like, this game has been in development for so long. So I was a little disappointed to hear the eight hours and the fact that it's $49.99 made a little pause for me, except for the fact that maybe they're just like, hey, we understand games get out you know everyone thinks this six you know 70 dollar game needs to be 100 hours long or more or it wasn't worth your money you know people still flipping out i can't believe starfield was 70 dollars. and the people that complain about it if you look on their steam records they've got 300 hours into the game you paid 70 dollars, got 300 hours of it if it sucked that bad there's Watch no way you paid 300 dollars just to get content to make youtube videos you know i'm not gonna lie i paid I mean, play three hundred hours. I paid one hundred and ten dollars for Tarkov, and I got six hundred hours into the game. Yeah, and like, there are things you don't like I'm about it, but you it. don't, you know. Yeah. So, so I think they're just realizing that hey, if we're going to make an eight-hour experience, forty-nine ninety-nine is probably the right price if you're going to pay for it. It's probably going to be thirty-nine ninety-nine if you have a Game Pass subscription. You want to actually own the game, uh, but day and date on Game Pass. So but I don't think. I think we have to get out of that. I think we, we as the gaming community needs to get out of that mentality of, I, and that's what I said in the beginning. Like, it's not going to be a time sink for me. It's an, no, I think this game. is perfect. I, I I'm ready perfect. to have a game. I'm ready to have a game that I can sit down. I, I think this game is made to sit down and be played within one to two playthroughs. Yeah. Because one to, it's one like, it's like me watching a TV series. Yeah. Like, like that's what I want. And if it's in, if it embraces me, it brings me in and it entertains me. I don't care what it costs. 
It's like, what do you think a movie ticket would cost if it was an eight-hour movie you had to sit through? Yeah, and you know who you know who will play this? Um, Dr. Disrespect will play this game. And you know what, oh, what he's probably excited about? That is one day of him streaming. Yeah, He will play the game from start to finish, and that will be one day, and he'll make you know tons of content and a ridiculous amount of stuff off of it, off that one day. But he'll be able to play through this in one day, or he'll just break it down in two sessions and, and play where he's playing Call of Duty for half the day and this for half the day. Yeah. So he splits his I, audience. I see him doing that because that's kind of what he did with The Last of Us, but it's it's a much more longer game. It's a longer game, yeah. But, but the potential for one of these guys to sit down and play through it in one of their days, I and, think adds a lot of intrigue. But I, I just think for for in general, being able to like complete a game in 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 a couple of weeks, you know, with a small amount of time you get to play as as a busy person like i may only get 30 minutes here an hour there like i can actually get through the story or, or yeah. through that but I'm, I'm hoping you know like you said play it at night get you know three days max i'm hoping to get through it but i really want to play it um that's may 31st game pass we'll see if it does not that date not surprised but i'd rather you complete the game than give me a piece of crap that's not done so i'm okay with that all right um so then we got the surprise game uh and it did not hit any of the rumors i don't think any rumor out there thought this game was going to be the one that was going to be the surprise game uh at xbox developer direct so it was uh square onyx the visions of mana i know nothing about this didn't know the series. I know the know series anything. a little bit. I knew it was a Final Fantasy thing. I didn't know there was 18 in the games already. Oh, yeah. No, they're they're all over. And you know what? All I have to say, best looking combat system that I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, Holy me, crap. That flying around, spell mm, casting, attacking. I don't care that the, the anime art style, not my yeah. fan, huge fan. This might be the first one that I'm just going to pick up and play. Because the combat looked fun as crap. It's a very popular series and never really been my thing. And to me, the most exciting part about this isn't so much the game. So I, for me, I don't have a lot to say about this game. But the most exciting part of it is just continuing to grow that relationship that Microsoft needs to over in the Asian market, Japanese market. I think that's very important for the brand. PlayStation exclusive until now. And this this is one of those franchises that bringing it over to Xbox just... It strengthens strengthens the Xbox brand in areas that's not. And this is not an indie studio. This is a big studio. Yeah, Square Enix is is you know done a lot of stuff, all the fan of Final Fantasy games and, and stuff like that. So that's why I think this is important. It, it there are political moves behind the scenes where you know Square Enix is going to dab a little bit if something like this takes off with a larger audience. I think that can strengthen the Xbox brand to the point that maybe we don't miss out on future um, Final Fantasy games. So I think that's the most important part for me. Yeah. So I, I don't have much to say. Like I said, I don't, I don't know the series. I do know that they really dove into the monster creation. Like this one guy just creates monsters all the time and they looked amazing. Um, like, you know, my, I, I just see, I can see my son and my daughter having a blast with this game um, as well. Cause it, do, it doesn't look like it's going to be overly complicated for them to understand the style and the combat. I mean, they're playing Zelda now, so I assume they can play this at this point. 
Um, no game pass, third party game. That's fine. Like let, let's strengthen those relationships. Let's get that started first. See what we can do from there. And it's a summer of 2024. This is kind of where I was like, I expected the, I, I actually expected the surprise game to be uh, not this big, but also be the one they say is out today. Like I was expecting to have that um, and just spoil alert. None of them are out right now. All of these games are coming. I was expecting to have a game that was going to hit like will be in game pass tomorrow. And we didn't get that. And I was expecting this surprise yeah. game to be that. And that uh, hi-fi rush is what they did last year. Yeah. They shadow launched it. So. Um, which hi-fi rush um, world could have done without. But anyway, it won. Some I know awards, it but... won some awards. I think it was a great game. I think I... for what it was Terrible. in that niche, I think I think it was perfect for what it what it what it was. Oh, I'll, give, I'll give you that for the niche. Yep. So what was the next game, James? What do we have next? Uh, is this the Ara game? Yep, Ara from uh, Oxide. Listen, Oxide this game. is. I got nothing. This so is, this, this made is me you, think. Of, this because made you, me... you like these kind of games. This is I don't. This is not. I don't play these games. Like this is not not one of the games that I play. I am not a big strategy game. The last strategy game I played was uh, the original StarCraft. Like that's how long ago it was. I played one of these things. This really made me think. Of, Isn't Farming Simulator a strategy game? No, it's it's not. It's a simulation. Just not strategy simulation. There's a, there that you know you don't don't hate on Farming Simulator, okay? You're playing it secretly, and it just it's just not no, showing up. No. You're hiding yourself. No, don't make me. I'm gonna bring your brother on this show, and you know, he, yeah, he we, can we'll talk, talk to you about for hours. It. Yeah, I know. We'll have our own special. Uh, they are so they are start talking about 2025. We already got some news on 2025 farming simulator, but anyway, that's not part of this news, James. Listen, I think I think R is perfect for that. It fills a niche. It's another niche game. Uh, I think you need them. You don't want to. You don't want to like have a platform that doesn't bring people in to play this. Uh, I imagine a lot more people will probably play on PC. Well, so this made me think of Zach right away. This is a game for Zach, one of our friends. Like he loves Civilization. He loves all of these games. And I think for the the things that they talked about, I think they're making those games better. The one thing that stand stood out to me that actually might make I might try it is the one thing I hated about was multiplayer. And the multiplayer in these games sucks so much because it was always turn by turn. You make a turn, then you get on your phone, you wait <laughs> nine and a half hours for the other person to make their turn because they have to think through all the strategy and it takes a while. Yeah. This game is going to be simultaneous turn-based. So what I like about that is it's more, it, it's actually more engaging because while you're deciding your strategy, they're deciding their strategy, and you don't know until they make the change of what happened. So you could have really screwed yourself or not, and that's more like the battlefield would be. And I think that is what's really cool. I also think what was um, super in-depth is that they didn't make all the leaders military leaders. And you and you win the game by actually doing this thing called like the prestige system that they have, and you build your prestige. So if you are a scholar, a scholarly leader, and uh, scientific, you know, writing, poetry, art, science, those are the things you want. You can build your community, your, your world around that, 
Or if you want to be a military leader, you can build it around that. And you still have the same opportunity to win the game by building prestige and being the best leader possible. Not necessarily if you conquer all of the different lands. Now, if you're a military leader, you're going to need to conquer stuff. But if you're not, it's about your, uh, they call them triumphs. So like building the pyramids, the Sphinx, um, doing crazy things like that, statues. It takes a while to build them, but you get a lot of renown and, and prestige through doing all of it. This is a fall of 2024 Game Pass game. So again, if you have Game Pass, you might as well give it a shot. Why not? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I can play, I'll play the multiplayer with you just to dabble and kind of understand how it works. But I, again, just not for me. But another thing I do like is the, the uh, I skipped over, but it's, they have a thing called the living world. So what you don't normally see in these strategy games is like you build something and all of a sudden it pops up. Here, you're actually going to see the world morph with your decisions. You're going to see like things start to grow and the way it looks. It's just very visually stunning where a, normally when you play like Civilization, I'm just tired of reading an hour into the game. Like, I just I just don't want to read anymore. Can you like show me what happens? Can I see it? And they kind of took that into play here. Um but these are games people play, man. I mean, you're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of hours that they're going to put into this. Yeah. Full. The, I will say, though, I did say in the beginning that there is no live service games. This is the one game that they did say there was more content coming. But with how long this game is going to be out for, like, they don't just make a civilization every year. It takes a while. It makes sense that they're going to have some updates coming in the game that aren't going to be in the full release. So I do understand that. But as long as the game is full and complete and I can enjoy it and I'm not getting... Yeah, like, they're just going to add more, add more, add more stuff. Like, so you have different battlefields and stuff to play on, I'm assuming. Yeah, so, so I'm fine with that. But as long since the game's full. But it was the only game that they did say there was content coming. It wasn't everything that was going to be there when you launched the game. Cool. All right. So that's it. So then we're at the grand finale. Are you excited about this? One? Listen, I'm pumped. Okay. I, I could just see you so, sitting there like so just excited. trying to contain yourself I'm in your so, seat. I've just wanted You're just to trying talk. to so hard. <laughs> it's been a while. They, it's been a while since we've had one. Is back Troy Baker doing the voice. Machine we, game. Find, we found out Machine Games is, is making the game. I think it's perfect. So here was my big fear. Indiana Jones. I didn't want it and to the be. Great Circle. This is, okay, a couple things that, that piss me the fuck off, Ender. I'm just going to be honest with you. Here we go. Let's get let's get down and dirty, James. PlayStation Come fans on. going, oh, great. Xbox has is going to make an Indiana Jones game. It's just a copy of Uncharted, which is just a copy of Tomb Raider. Fuck off. Because both no, of those games both of those are copies of Indiana Jones. Are copies of Indiana Jones. So my fear was, though, that they were going to make this third person. It would just kind of play the same, just a uncharted skinned as Indiana Jones. And it just is what it is. But that is not what they did. They went first person, puts you in, but they also have the first to third person, depending if you're climbing something, the camera backs out occasionally, you get that silhouette. I think Troy Baker nails the voice. I mean, man, this guy, that guy is so good with voice acting. I, th I think he deserves so much credit. Uh, but he nailed, absolutely nailed, 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 nailed the voice. I think they nailed the image. 
I don't know if there's ever been a first person game where a whip is your main thing. That was another thing I was worried about. He was going to be machine gunning everywhere and get all kinds of, no. So yeah, the whip, and the whip, whip is super interesting. Like, and it's such an, it's, it's the iconic piece of indie. Like yeah. you can't have an Indiana Jones game without two things, the whip and the hat and they nailed it. They got the both. The thing I'm concerned with, and I have all of your excitement there. I love Indiana Jones. Watch them all. Even the new ones were good. Like, shut up, people. The new ones were good, too. It's Indiana Jones. It's always awesome. Yeah, Harrison Ford's not as athletic as he was. It's been 40 years. Give yeah. him a break. All right? Wait until you're that age trying to do the stuff that he was doing and that. It's not going to look that it good. It cracks me up when people are like, the, the new ones the new ones aren't as good because it just doesn't seem realistic. If you come to me and try to convince me that things that happened in the temple of doom were real, <laughs> like if that, imagine just Ender, imagine if, if Raiders of the lost Ark was the only thing that ever existed. And then today temple of doom came out. Would people love it or hate it? They'd hate they it. it. They no, they'd it. hate it. They'd hate Why? it the same way that they hate the new ones. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, I, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I, I I can't think past of like I don't give a shit what the rest of the world is. Yeah, Indiana Jones. No, it's I awesome. love them. I think that they're great. I mean, who doesn't who doesn't want that job and want to do what he's doing? Like it, it's fucking phenomenal. But I think this is what um, called the it's called the Great Circle, right? Yeah, it's called the Great Circle. Now it's set between Raiders between the, the, the two Spark. of them. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like this. Okay, I have I have, this is why Starfield sucks. Because your dude that was working on Starfield was actually only worried about Indiana Jones because he wrote it. He did everything about it. No one gave a shit about exactly. Starfield halfway through. Todd Howard. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah, because this is why Starfield and he, was a and he picked machine games to do it. It makes sense. It's his Wolfenstein. It's his baby. Uh, the the story I think is going to be fun. That's I, I don't need to be the greatest story of all time. I just need it to be fun. I just want the game to be fun. First unique. person was a great choice. I'm glad they didn't do it as a third person. I think first person immerses you in the game. You you live the game as indie. That's what they wanted you to be. Um, concern that I have watching. If you go and watch it back, and I don't know where they're at in development of what we saw. Um, cause I don't think we got a date on this game. I'm not sure. I didn't write it down. I'm not sure what it was. Um, 20, I knew 2024. So we got 2024 date. So I'm not sure like where they're cut off. Like it is just it an alpha says 24. It doesn't yeah. say yeah. 2024. So I don't know if it's an alpha build, like where you're at, but. And some of that build watch, could be six months old already. Right. True. Oh, 100%. It could be, but you watch with the whip. He cracks the whip. It's at the guy's head, but he trips him. Like if you watch it back, like the whip never actually touches the character. So that's where I'm like, okay, I'll give you a break. It's a developer's direct. I don't know when you created that. Like it could be something that you're working through. It's just the only thing you had to show at the time. But that's where my concern lies. Is this going to be a game? Because I the, the first cutscene of Indy, his head in the sand, yeah. the bad guy talking to him. So here's just, my so okay. cool. So here's my thought. Did, so did this cool. when you watched the dev, dev direct? And they showed that cutscene, and you see Indy. Okay, so he's on the side, he's in that hole, and they start to show his face, but his hand is blocking it the, because I hadn't seen any images. So I, didn't I did know. not think it was going to be there, Harrison Ford. There was a correct. There was oh, a was split amazing. second that I thought that they would imitate Harrison's voice 
but never show you his act his no, full face. face. But within wonderful. two seconds later, they showed the full face. And yeah. I was like, so oh my god, great. I was just like but here's my concern. It's a game of cutscenes that are more impressive than the gameplay. I, I think you could get into that realm where they put so much time now. They're telling me when you're flying in the hell in the plane shooting, that's all gameplay. Looks amazing. They're telling you that this is all of those things, but, but is what, this it's is game this a play, game but what of is, But the the uh, the problem with the combat is I want to see more combat, like a continuous combat scene, because they would show Correct. like him shooting someone, then it would clip to something. It was just a bunch of bouncing around and clipping. Yeah. So I, I do understand a little bit of worry there. I'm hoping that they nailed it. Uh, I one thing that I don't have a problem with, and I know it's machine games versus Starfield. Starfield's combat was great. Wolfenstein combat is great. So you gotta imagine Todd Howard coming from that machine games, having all the experience with the Wolfenstein games and the combat. Not uh, the combat is fun. That is what sell. That is what makes those games. The storytelling is interesting. It's one of those things. Like, fun. So if, I imagine if, the combat should be okay. But if they nail it, and I'm gonna say it again because it, it's the game that I always say. If they nail it like The Last of Us did where you don't notice you're going in and out of the cutscenes, Like you never notice that they're there. It's just a continuous play. And you're just like, Oh, I'm playing again. Oh, I'm not like I'm on board. I just think when you get to these movie games, sometimes you put so much into the cutscenes to make it pretty and beautiful. You can't actually do what you want to do in a game fashion. Like you, you, you have to make it a cutscene. Um, an example of that would be like world of Warcraft is a great example. Like you can't do the amazing, like you have your cinematics for world of Warcraft and then you have the game. They look nothing alike. Yeah. No, like, I will nowhere say, near it, but this, oh, I don't think you're going to run into it. I just say my concern that I brought me up with the game was that cutscene was so damn good. Are they just making a bunch of those piecing it together and you solve a puzzle in between cutscenes? You attack a guy every once in a while between cutscenes. I don't think so, but that would be my only concern that we have there. Um, okay, now I have a question for you. I want to jump in on something here. There's one so, Easter egg they dropped in there too, if you're a true fan. If so here, here's something that I'm curious your thoughts on. Batman changed, Rocksteady changed the, the game when it comes to making superhero movie style games. Of course, uh, Insomniac with Spider-Man, both games, all three games, actually, the Miles Morales one, phenomenal. You know, you got your your fanboys back and forth that just hate to hate. But are we at a point now where licensed games have to be good? Does this have to nail it? Does this need to be an eight or better? Mm. Or do you risk just wasting another licensed IP like, this is as iconic as something like Spider-Man, Batman. Like, think about it. The Gotham game came out horrible. No one likes it. Suicide Squad getting ready to come out. No one's excited about it. Even if they turn out to be a little bit fun, people lose interest because it isn't at a level that these other dev teams have set the standard. I mean, I'd be terrified to be a PlayStation fan looking forward to this Wolverine game after that leak that just came out because it didn't look uh, that fun. It doesn't. No. I mean, I know that was very, very early. No, it doesn't look that interesting. So I are you at a point that this to, game needs to be eight or better or it's a failure? I think with the Especially level... Especially with Todd Howard's name. Yeah, I think 
Todd Howard's name being on it, yes. If it was just another studio creating an Indiana Jones game that didn't have the the power behind it, the studio behind it, it wasn't Lucas Films. It wasn't all Disney. Like you think about everything that's behind this, it has it has to come out and be. If we're not talking about this as game of the year con- context of 2024, I honestly think it flops. Like it might not I, win, but it's got to be. It in the may conversation. not win, but I think it has. If it comes out early enough, because we just have a 2024 date, so it may be too late in the year to be in the 2024 voting. You know, it has to come out at a certain time. But if it is not in the conversation of game of the year, the power, the money, the studio, and the names behind this game failed. So it's got to be just like Spider Man. Spider Man has to be just like Spider Man. It's got to be as good as. Got to be contention. It has to be a runner in contention because you never know what's going to come. Like you, you don't know when a Boulder's Gate's going to come out. You don't know when some of these games that are just mind-blowingly good. I mean, in that, a perfect world for Xbox. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ender. In a perfect world for Xbox in 2024, both, you know, with with not having any games on the Game of the Year nominee list last year from Xbox Studios. Yeah. In a perfect world in 2024, well, this whole list is on there. Yeah. That well, at least two of them, Hellblade yeah. and, and Indiana Jones, I think both need to be in the conversation. I think, and if they do that, I think Xbox finally returns to form that sets a powerful future and it puts Sony on notice because right now Sony has zero first party games coming out in 2024. They've bought yeah, a lot of third party stuff to make exclusive, but they got nothing. Looking as, at the list that day, we have right now, those are the two games that have to be in. I mean. Hellblade 2 is going to win awards. It's going to win awards. This Indiana Jones thing will win well, we're awards. We're talking game of the year award. But it has to be game of the year. Like, I'm not, I mean, you, these two have to be on the ballot for game of the year. Because, and the other thing, bring back to your point at the beginning of this episode, is there is there a thing that just because it's on, since it's going to be on Game Pass, do we need to make high-end games? And I yeah. think if if these two aren't considered great games eight between eight i think nine and above honestly both of them i think that's that conversation leans more into people thinking oh well because they have game pass they don't care about making quality games i think i think we're gonna find out i mean we we we've only seen a little bit we don't know what it's gonna be like at the end both and i mean we'll know really fast if they launch you know may 3rd may 21st we'll know in the beginning like we'll know quickly um I and but I also look at these two games being passion projects for the studios. Passion projects normally don't fail. And they will push the dates back. They will make it the best that they can. And I'm okay with that. Be upfront and honest on why you're doing it. I want you to have the best game possible. I want your hard-earned dollar in a ridiculously expensive economy right now to be worth it and for you to have entertainment. And we're going to drive for that. Um, I'm all for it. Like, I think we are 2024 is going to be a good year for Xbox, a good year for these games. Who knows what else is coming out as we go through the list of things. But that was the developers direct Xbox developers direct. Those were the, what was it? One, two, three, four, five games that we had shown. So it was four plus, uh, plus something a little extra there. 
Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything left to say. We'll no. see as they come out. Um, my name's Ender. The guy over there is James. We are AFK Chat. You can find us at YouTube. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, I think you can also find us on the X Twitter. <laughs> we're trying to be a little all over the place. Yeah, we're, we're, we're out there. Um, we do have a dedicated shorts uh, and our long form content will be on two separate YouTube channels that you can find us out there. Uh, but I think the best way to uh, listen to these podcasts would be through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whichever one that you choose to be on listen to your car get up to date news with ender and james thank you very much